This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up, Real MVPs? Ricky Widmer here, along with Dave Oster. Wow, you sound like disappointed. No, I'm not disappointed. I'm excited, Dave. Hype. I'm excited because guess what? Yeah. We're live. We we'll are do live. it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Um, and we are Thanks, doing Phil. a fast break live today. Sean, you might be asking yourself, wait, why do I hear Ricky's voice? Why do I see Ricky on the left side of the table? Shouldn't Sean be here? Well, Sean's in NOLA um, doing NOLA things, which uh, Mark told him, have fun. It's termite season. He's scouting the town um, for Zion. Yeah, for Zion. It, apparently, he was at a, a cemetery earlier in the week. A Spooky. NOLA cemetery. He said it was a miniature golf course or looked like a miniature golf course. I think God. that's what his uh, tweet said. Exactly. But Dave and I are here to continue the fast break this week. Got a jam-packed draft podcast show for you guys. Going to be talking about some rumors about trades going on. Yeah. We did talk about the Nets-Hawks trade. That's already on our YouTube channel, but we're going to be looking at the Knicks. Could they trade the third overall pick? Word is the Suns are dangling that sixth pick out there. They want to get that and Josh Jackson out of town um, for a veteran point guard. And then at the end of the podcast, we're going to do something we haven't done before. We're going to do actual draft predictions. Dave and I are going to give our draft predictions. Yep. Five each. I'll set the rules up when we get to that at the end of the show, but that should be fun. Also, the link is right down here. Make sure to check us out on patreon.com backslash Podcast. Jake, who is in the chat right now, is one of our loyal patrons, and we love each and every one of our patrons. As low as a dollar, you can get the MVP podcast. You can get the most important thing, access to our Discord server, and talk to us and our patrons whenever you would like. But, Dave, let's start the show off with a classic. It is, and I'm not going to do it as great as Sean because Sean's got it just – in here at the top of the head, but yep. it's the soggiest of shooters, the dampest of dudes, the moistest of men. These are our wet boys. And Pretty the good. first one, I will start with mine. It's a Golden State Warrior, so of course it's Steph Curry, is the pick for me at the top of everything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he's just, I all I had to do was watch, what was that, game three, I believe, was the one where Clay was out, Durant was out. I just watched that game and was like, wow, if Steph had a little bit of help, yeah. he would have won that game and they wouldn't have been down 3-1. So Steph getting the wet boys, basically doing it all by himself. Um, but, you know, LeBron did that last year and it did not get him a ring. So we all know how that ends up. Dave, who's <sighs> your wet boy? Oh, I just got to give a quick shout out to the comment section mm-hmm. right now because we got Van Vliet's tooth in there, <laughs> which is just an awesome... Awesome call out. Thank you so much. Uh, my white boy this week. He hates the Raptors and the Warriors. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I want to give it to Fred. Like, he's had an amazing week, or two weeks at this point almost. And, you know, that's great. But really, let's be honest. The guy who's carrying this team, it, it's the Raptors boy. It's Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. Like, this has been the, like, monumental, like, I'm at that point where I'm like, man, Kawhi could probably just pick a team and win a championship. Basically. Like, he is that good. It's disgusting. That's not, that's being a little, a little discrediting to the rest of this Raptors team because mm-hmm. they play incredible defense. They're a great team overall. But Kawhi Leonard is so incredibly clutch. He just, he comes up big to the biggest moments in the game. I love everything he brings to the game defense, intensity, and the fact that, like, I think it was, I was watching ESPN and they were joking around about, like, 
the lack of shit talking that he does. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, guys can't get up against him because like he doesn't <laughs> he even say anything. Nothing. He gives you nothing to work well, with. That's even like I saw one of my. I tried to pull up a tweet that I saw earlier that I'm still going to reference, but yeah. one of my friends posted a tweet before um, Game Four, and it was basically like him. Before everything, and I think it was like Kyle Lowry or something, or like Danny Green went to give him a fist bump. Yeah. And Kawhi just looked at him and went, come on, let's go. Didn't even give him a fist bump. No emotion. <laughs> just like, and they're like, this is why I like him. He's the he's the mercenary. But yeah. uh, the thing that I looked at is someone said, if you looked at the Raptor story mm-hmm. of like, get swept by LeBron for years. Yep. Fire their coach of the year candidate after their best season. Yeah. Trade their beloved Hometown, well, not hometown, but their beloved he, franchise player. He adopted the city. The city he, was, adopted he was an him. adopted son of yep. uh, Toronto. Yeah. Um, they trade him for the mercenary and Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Win a title. Kawhi leaves, goes to L.A., and they don't get Kawhi long-term. And the tweet was, was it worth it? And every single post was <laughs> like, the the first one, yes, a hundred times yes. It just yeah. reminds me of the Cubs. Oh, was trading for a world as Chapman uh, worth it? Did it end the curse? Did it win me a World Series? Did it win the Cubs a World Series? Yeah. So as long as Toronto wins, even if Kawhi leaves, like it's worth it for the Raptors. A billion percent. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's just, it's an awesome story too. If if they can wrap mm-hmm. this one up. So. And what kind of an fu is it to the Spurs? Oh my god. Of basically it's like, uh, wow. If you just would have kept him, maybe you would be defeating the Warriors well, and then playing the the Bucks because the Raptors wouldn't be in the finals. I remember, it's not if they kept him; it's if they had treated him the way he wanted True. to be treated. Well, that's basically them keeping them. No, no, keeping him is being <laughs> a dick. against his will. He yeah. put the soul in the box. Seriously, it's the Jimmy Butler <laughs> shit. It's, it's all that holdout garbage. So no, it's, it's a little different. <laughs> There's but. even rumors that they may have to trade Demar Derozan in the off season because Be of contracts and stuff. I can't but wait to talk about that later. The very last wet boy is Sean's. He yep. sent it in, and he Sean, it in. Sean going troll levels here. He's going Kevin Durant, um, and the main reason why he selected. Kevin Durant was that he goes, that's the real reason why the Toronto Raptors are up three games to one in this finals. And the thing is, I don't think, me personally, yeah, I don't think we're going to see Durant at all ever this season. I don't think he comes back Monday. I don't think he comes back. If they win, he ain't coming back in game six. He ain't coming back. Well, game seven, I'll leave that one as a 50-50. Because if it's a game seven yeah. and he's healthy, yeah. but like, the thing I look at is which side is it? Is it that Kevin Durant doesn't want to come back? Or is it that, because I know Jalen Rose on Get Up has said it, and he said it right after it happened. He goes, mm-hmm. it's a worse injury than we all think. Like, yeah. Is it really worse than just that calf injury we thought, and that's why he's out? Or is it a, oh, man, I'm still feeling tight, coach. I can't go today. I think that's the most ridiculous sounding fucking. I know it's Jalen Rose. It's mm-hmm. not you, but like it is the dumbest argument well, ever. Jalen's on the side that the injury is worse than we oh, okay. all think. Good. Yeah. Then, then, then I'm I'm closer the, to him then. But everyone else's yeah, storyline like, is that he doesn't want to play because he doesn't want to hurt his legacy. Who, no, you're in the NBA Finals. You go play. Mm-hmm. That is it, every athlete in the NBA. <laughs> like that is the ultimate dream. That's the ultimate goal. And I get just because you've been there and done that before mm-hmm. doesn't make it any less epic to do it again. I don't mm-hmm. understand. The drive is there. Like, like, there's no reason. If you can duct tape that, you know, calf back together and get out there, he would. And that's my thought is I think there's maybe something was a little bit worse than we thought. The recovery's not going as well as he thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah, 
Boogie, <laughs> Boogie thought he was going to get a free ring. Boogie out there busting his ass, even though, like, that's well, the thing. It's like, Boogie there's almost, a guy who came back. Boogie said he almost quit after yeah. he injured himself in the Clipper series. Yep. I mean, that's incredible. I mean, that man has the drive for the game. He's got the passion. And I think Katie has it, too. I think it's ridiculous mm-hmm. to, to question someone's passion for the game. Well, but dude, just, he's a snake. Oh, my God. He's a snake. <laughs> Being ridiculous, people. Um, I hope we see him if mm-hmm. if he's healthy enough to play. I don't think it's a motivation problem. I don't think it's a he would hold out intentionally just to watch the Warriors lose. And be like, mm-hmm. Look, it was all on me. You guys are giving them more credit. Yeah. I'm the one who won us, you know, championships. I will say though, although I agree with you, I would. I'll put it this way: I'd like to agree with you because yeah. I don't know what's going on in Katie's head. I don't know him personally. Based off of what we've seen from KD, I wouldn't be surprised if it's him hearing the chatter yeah. and basically being like, "Well, you know what." You think you don't need me? All right, win it without me. Then Ooh. see if you need me. That's and use it as a like bargaining chip in free agency of like, oh, you think you don't need me? Well, guess what? You didn't win the finals without me. So hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like it because his own. He you hates his like, own. Da- you don't like, like it because that's not how we want our pros to act. It, it's we not how we want our pros to act, especially also, the ones that are at the top. He's thinking he's better than LeBron James, right? Mm-hmm. How's another loss in the finals look on your fucking record? Not like, not, not good, not as good. Like in this, not one, as like, good as a win. The first one, it's like, oh well, I lost to LeBron. Well, this one, you lost to Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Um, which basically, that's why. Who can get it done without those cats? Yeah, that's why. Personally, I believe he ain't coming back because number one, yeah. he don't want that. Like, yes, if Kevin Durant came back Monday mm-hmm. and led them to the ship over the Raptors. It would be a great story. But I think Katie's a little bit afraid. Yeah. I think he might be too scared that if he loses one of those games, people might think poorly of him. Like and the whole yeah. the whole reason why I lean towards that side is everything that we see of like him going after the Joe Schmoes like us that have like under a thousand followers on mm-hmm. Twitter. The guys that have like two hundred, one hundred 300 followers on Twitter. The ones where it's like NBA players and post players go, just ignore them. Like, (laughs) they mean nothing to you, which, I mean, normal people like us would be like, wow, thanks for the disrespect. But, yeah, no, like, I can tweet at Kevin Durant and my words mean nothing to him. It's true. Because I am a, like, insignificant piece of anything when it comes to, like, voicing my opinion. You know, maybe a little too lowly, but, you know. It's that kind of famous person, non-famous person. So, there's all that. Any fi- any final thoughts on the finals? I'll ask you. Monday is game five. Yep. Does it end in Toronto or do the Warriors <sighs> advance it? And if so, does it end in six or go to seven? I want it to end in Toronto. I want that's like the storybook you want, ending. You don't want it to. You don't want the Warriors to win. I don't want the Warriors to win. That's the storybook ending. I I have a bias here. I think mm-hmm. that everybody drew up this season as a write off for everybody, and you know, oh well, the Warriors. Well, are we all win had it. Warriors Celtics. Yeah. Well, the Warriors and Celtics had the most talent on their teams. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, having the most talent doesn't mean you're the best team, and that's mm-hmm. what I love about this Raptors team. They came together. They play incredible mm-hmm. defense. They've got good stories, good shooting, good guys on their team. They made roster adjustments midseason. Mm-hmm. They went out there and they got it done. And that's I respect the hell out of them. So I want them to win. I want them to win at home. Absolutely. I want either five or seven. Hopefully, if it goes seven, we get KD appearance. Like that's the worth for me. That's I, I as a fan, it, I'm rooting for the most games possible. I want it to go the distance. I do. Um, but if Kawhi Leonard gets help from guys like Marcus All and if Danny Green goes six of ten from three. 
come on. Like there, yeah. there's no beating it when like guys like Danny Green, who he's you been don't expect, day, though. like exactly. Or like Fred Van Vliet, which I know that coach Nick nurse has said, Oh, he's been huge for him. But like when you're getting big scoring performances out of those guys, yep. of helps. course you're going to win when fucking McKee zero points and then misses two big foul shots. that would have pulled them. I believe within like seven or eight uh, in that yeah. game that Steph was all on his own. I just I'm just saying also finals run through Pat McCaw. Yeah. Pat McCaw, the former warrior. Yeah. He's gonna get a ring with the you know who else gets a ring if the Raptors win? Jeremy Lin. Lynn Sanity, baby. Yeah. Lynn Sanity gets a ring. That's awesome. Before anyone He's not had York. a great season, but it's awesome that he would get a ring. Yeah, he gets a ring before anyone that was on that new. Sorry, York Carmelo. Team. <laughs> um, and yeah, sorry, Mello. Um, but let us know, you guys, wet boys down below, especially if you're on YouTube watching this after the fact. But Dave, let's jump into our first main topic of the podcast, the first draft topic, and that is the New York Knicks. There was already rumors before the Hawks net trade went down that there was a possibility of the Knicks and Hawks kind of making a trade. And that mm-hmm. trade would involve the number three pick yeah. going from New York to Atlanta and the number eight and number 10 picks going from the Hawks to the New York Knicks. Now, there have been two different sides to this. Some people have said that, oh, adding the eight and the 10, it's the Knicks' plan to add talent around KD to get not just rj barrett but to get two guys in the draft Mm -hmm. that they could add around kd and at the time this was before the Kyrie to the nets thing had emerged now there's other word that hey the knicks could use this to try to make a draft night push for anthony davis before a team like the boston celtics can even get their hands on the their hands in the table Mm -hmm. because they have to wait until after july 1st the question I want to ask you yep. is, first off, from the Nick perspective, yeah. should they trade the number three pick? I mean, they'd have to get back a lot, is my thought, because mm-hmm. I, I see this draft class, you know, either way you plan it, whether you think you're going to make the trade for Anthony Davis or whether you think that you're going to rebuild as a franchise, mm-hmm. uh, I, I truly believe that you have to get so much talent back for him. You know, that's why the 8 and 10 on its own, not good it's enough. enough. It's not enough in this draft class because mm-hmm. at 3, you can get R.J. Barrett, who is a bona fide stud, score, athlete. He's got everything you want. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, the future two-guard for the next 10 years of a, of a franchise. Like, he's got all of that written all over him. And I don't see anyone, you know, 8 and 10, you're taking, you know, shots. And to be fair, I mean, they're good. They're, mm-hmm. There's a lot of good players there, but the miss potential is so much higher. I feel like R.J. Barrett, like... It would have to take like a Wiggins esque fall of his you know career mm-hmm. for him to miss. Like he just has talent, so I just I can't see that one bombing horribly. At worst case scenario, mm-hmm. he's like a good two guard. I w- if you would have asked me before what was it Thursday? Yeah, if they should trade the pick, I was saying a for sure yes, mm-hmm. trade the pick because I know I believe it was you and I had this discussion on that. Hawks, Nets, um, I can't remember if I had it with you or with Jake in the Discord, um, but with R.J. Barrett, yeah, I kind of feel like if KD is coming to the Knicks, because that's a big caveat of this. It is. If he's coming to the Knicks, I almost feel like him and R.J. kind of clash in a way. Like, they're both ball-dominant guys, and yeah. I don't see R.J. being, first off, I don't see Kevin Durant saying, all right, you be the ball handler. That for sure ain't yeah, one because gonna in ever. Golden State, Steph basically was like, here you go, KD, I don't care. Um, he did care. 
Well, what? Steph? Yeah. Steph didn't care. He did care. As long as they were winning rings, Steph he didn't care. Cared a smidge. Um, okay, I'll give you maybe he cared a smidge. Um, but basically, yeah. I don't see R.J. Barrett being that off-ball, spot-up shooter. Like, he doesn't have to be Cam and, Reddish. The see, ball, but that's look, the thing. Like eighty plus shots a game, and that's there's why no way he's not going to I get look, some of that. I look at it though, and I go, if you could trade three for, I agree with you, eight and ten might not be enough. That's not. I wonder if that's why the Hawks got that future net pick. They throw that into the deal because the future picks that the Nets have is they've got Cleveland's pick next year. But let's be honest. That's protected. That's not going to be a first-round pick. It is top 10 protected. Yeah. If it doesn't convey, it goes directly to two second-round picks, and, correct? And Yeah, and the reason why I don't see that being a first-round pick is even with the new lottery odds, yeah. I don't see Cleveland next year being a good enough team to get bounced because the lowest someone felt this time was Cleveland, Phoenix, and Chicago, and Atlanta, and the Wizards fell three spots each. Right. But Cleveland was at two and fell to three. So they're still in the top ten. The, the The Wizards were at six and fell to nine. And I don't even see – this year was 32 wins. I don't see Cleveland anywhere near that. Healthy next Kevin year. Love means more wins. <sighs> I, plus whoever you draft this year, plus the free agency shakeup. If if Kevin Love's healthy, I wouldn't count them out of winning po- more than 30 games. Is, you know? it, is it possible? Yes, but I don't think – Cleveland's not going to want to lose that pick either. So I wouldn't be oh, surprised if it's like selective tanking at yeah. the end to try to not get out of the top 10. Yep. That pick, if I'm the Knicks, basically means nothing to me because I don't want two seconds. Agreed. Then the only other one they have that's not their own is an OKC pick in 2022 that is top 14, so it's lottery protected. Yep. Um, and if they don't get that pick... Basically, they get two second rounders in 2024 and 2025. So with both, like, that Thunder one, yes, I feel like that's going to be a first-round pick because the Thunder are not going to be, I mean, depending on if Paul George leaves. That's that's far Um, away, man. Like, that could be the year, I believe that's the year of free agency that Paul George leaves or potentially could be the year after he leaves, um, depending on what he decides to do. But, like, that pick has the possibility of being a first, but neither of those picks entice me as I'm the Knicks. No. Maybe the net pick doesn't either because the Nets were a playoff team this year. Yeah, and they're likely to be again mm-hmm. if they're, you know, actually gonna land some of the names they're hunting after. It just it doesn't make sense to me that they they the thing is the Knicks need the value not only for themselves, but also what sounds attractive to the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. And that is the killer because what would you rather have as the Pelicans? R.J. Barrett to pair with Zion Williamson, your best buddy from college, the guys who, you know, agreed before college, we're going to go play together. We're going to take mm-hmm. this shit over. Or, you know, at the 8 and 10, we're talking about guys like uh, maybe Bull Bull will be there, maybe Sekou, maybe DeAndre Hunter maybe or Culver. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we start to that second tier of, you know, Jackson Hayes, yeah. uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Romeo, like all of those mid-tier guys, Brandon mm-hmm. Clark even, like there's just – that wide array of like, yeah, they could be good, mm-hmm. but the potential to miss there is far worse than just flat out RJ Barrett. So I look at that offer and I just don't see the the drive unless it's two firsts this year. And on top of that, you're giving me, you know, maybe it's two firsts, two seconds, and a future first. Uh, 
unprotected, not probably won't be unprotected, but like mm-hmm. lotto protected, top 10 protected from yeah. the Hawks themselves. Ooh, so they're I'm pick. going, yeah, I'm going okay. greed. Cause like the Knicks hold the, the Knicks yeah. hold all the cards here. Cause well, that's the thing is I don't see mm-hmm. a way that they move off that rock unless they love it. They're like, that deal has to be. And mm-hmm. even then I'm like, oh, that's your deal. So New Orleans, how does, and then you just, you yeah. have to play the middleman game. And, I mean, look, I was looking at the chat a little bit while you were um, talking and first off, uh, bowl, bowl, weight, zero pounds, zero pounds. Yeah. I love Ricky's hand movements. I yeah. You up. do it all the time. I talk time. with my hands. Wait until he starts doing this yeah, I, all the time. I, I do hand movements. Um, but the thing that I also looked at is like dream matter. Um, I also think RJ works better as a three. Yeah, I do too. Um, and then even Kyle Craig were, I don't care. I just want to see RJ and Zion together again. Mm-hmm. And that's the point I want to hit on, which if I'm the Knicks, the only way I'm trading for like trading away that third overall pick is if I can then take eight and 10 right. and whatever future I get from Atlanta, because that's the true thing too, is like, if I'm the Knicks, yeah. I shouldn't care what that pick is because it ain't going to be my pick. It's going to be the Pelicans pick. Like if I can work a deal off with the Pelicans that, Hey, what do you want for Anthony Davis? Right. I can get it draft night. That's how I trade. Because the thing that I think the Knicks are in right now is based off of the Hawk net trade mm-hmm. and based off of the Kyrie rumors of like, he's going to be in Brooklyn. Yep. If I'm a Nick front office guy, I'm a little nervous, probably a lot of nervous As right you now should be. that I could be losing Kevin Durant. Cause why would Kevin Durant come to New York alone? No, he wouldn't. But if I can trade for Anthony Davis mm-hmm. and then say, Hey, Kyrie hasn't signed with the nets yet. We have Anthony Davis. Yep. We have him. The only question is, if you're Kevin Durant or how you think Kevin Durant thinks, mm-hmm. do you think he would choose Kyrie in the Nets or AD in the Knicks? What would be more appeasing? Playing with your your what we think is his better friend um, and Brooklyn yeah. or AD and the Mecca? Sorry, you had some. I uh, burped. Yeah. yeah. Well, like we like we discussed on Tool the Game, Dave. We're just some gassy fellas over here. <laughs> we're just some gassy fellas. Oh man, I think that at the end of the day, I would. I mean, Kyrie would rather play with another superstar. That's not taking away like Karis Levert's good, Dinwiddie's good. But they're not superstars. They're not yeah. Anthony Davis good. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. that's that's where it stands. So yeah, that would sway me quite a bit. And because there's no timeline on you know that decision, basically Anthony Davis can get traded tomorrow mm-hmm. for all we care. Like that's yeah. it's literally can happen any day now. I think it just comes down to you know if if the Knicks are able to pull that trade, they have to be swinging for the fences, and that would probably convince. Kyrie, I, I would say, mm-hmm. yeah, that would convince Kyrie to be like, yep, I'm going to the other New York. Sorry. So if they get AD, they're not even they're not just convincing KD. They're convincing I think, Kyrie. Also. I think step one is get Kyrie. Oh. Step two is get KD. OK, even though I would rather have KD, if you build it. But if you build it, KD he will, will come. come. Yeah. Exactly. That's my thought. Yeah. So, I mean, with me, I'm the same way. I agree with um with Dream Matter. We're on the same mind wavelength of I'm not trading the third overall pick unless I know I can flip whatever picks I'm getting for Anthony Davis. Because, yeah. like, yes, I there's a part of me that thinks maybe getting a DeAndre Hunter and then somebody else at 10 could be better pieces around KD. Don't matter. RJ Barrett at three is a lot to pass up. And if I'm getting Anthony Davis, I am far well okay at giving up 
RJ Barrett if I'm getting Anthony yeah. Davis. That means I'm getting um, KD as well. The last thing I'll ask you is what if the Knicks do do <laughs> do do um, their plan of, hey, I want to build around KD. I want to get two guys for one. Let's say they make that decision. If you're the Knicks, who are you taking at eight and who would you take at 10? It'd be incredibly dumb and it would be the most Knicks thing to happen. Um, that's, why, that's why we got That's why we got to hit it. In order of priorities, mm-hmm. I would probably I would probably try to land either whoever falls between Culver, Cam, or DeAndre Hunter at eight because mm-hmm. one of those three wings is going to fall to them. Yeah. And then at 10, I might take a stab at like, hmm. And, and, sorry, can you re-clarify? Do I have Kevin Durant in this one or not? So this is a draft night trade, so at this point you don't have Kevin Durant, but you're highly you're highly assuming he's going to be signing with you. I, I might take, yeah, so one of the three wings, and then I, I would probably lean, like, Brandon Clark there. Mm-hmm. But, I, I think that would be that would be my draft strategy is yeah, try I, to get someone who can you know either shoot and ball handle mm-hmm. like Jarrett Culver or go or potentially Cam Radish mm-hmm. or go for a you know three and D prospect in DeAndre Hunter and then take Brandon Clark in there as they fill in like the kid's got great defense he's got good jump I think that you know if he develops that shot he's mm-hmm. a next level difference maker so yeah that, I, that would be my that would be my two choices would be whoever falls mm-hmm. from that three grouping yeah and him. I would go Deion. The, the one I'm targeting out of those three is DeAndre Hunter, just because I think that Cam might go before the eighth pick. Right, that's what I said. Um, Whichever one, yeah. you know. DeAndre Hunter to me is the one that I would go with at eight, just because I know older player. Yeah, his defense. Like I love what he does defensively and can shoot from the outside. And then at ten, I would go Brandon, like Brandon Clark, or the only thing that would sway me from him is Bull Bull. Um, and I know you Ooh. got Mitch Rob. But like having Mitra be the defensive guy, Bol play Bull Bull at the four, bingo. Um, you just have three like seven footers on the floor at once. Kevin Durant, <laughs> Bull Bull, and Mitch Rob. You got your mid range, your long range, your in close. You're, you got it all covered with the Jeez. seven footer. Um, but that's where I would go with if they did make that trade to get more than just R.J. Barrett um, going out there. And then because this is new, have you seen anything from the chat that you want to uh, give some love to before we move on? Uh, no, I think we, uh, who's getting Taco Fall is a great question. If you follow Reddit, Dude, the I, Chicago Bulls are taking Taco Fall at seven. I would love that. Well, not at seven. Yep, not at seven. seven. <laughs> there was a, there was a mock draft going around uh-huh. and, uh, yeah, the Bulls subreddit decided, fuck you guys. We're taking Taco Fall at seven. Yeah, a lot of mocks have us taking Daniel Gafford in the second round. Yeah. Um, I don't I, know. I see that. I don't know if I would take that over a point guard if one of them are there. Um, but I wouldn't be mad if the Bulls Carson were there I'm is the guy saying, you're targeting. I'm, I'm, I know. I'm saying, well, him, you got Shamori Ponds, you've got, um, I don't think Battle will be that high, but if Ty Jerome yeah, um, Ty falls Jerome from Virginia, yep. um, that would be interesting. And we'll kind of segue in before we do, if you're on YouTube watching this after the fact, make sure to let us know what you guys think down below in that comment section. And Dave, let's move on. But before we move on into the Suns pick, I'm going to tell you guys about Apple Podcast. The Fast Break is on Apple Podcast. You can go check us out. Every review we get is basically the greatest to us because the more five-star ratings we get, the more ears we are able to get into, or as I like to call them, the ear holes um, that we get to go into. So if you could, you have not already, please look for the Fast Break on Apple Podcasts and give us that five-star rating. But to segue us into the next topic. The Suns. Yes, sir. There is rumors that the Suns are dangling the number six pick 
for a veteran point guard. And right away, names were flying. Yeah, Mike Conley, Reggie Jackson. Um, I've heard Jeff Teague from the Timberwolves. You've got George Hill I've seen out there. One also was a certain Lonzo Ball. That was shot down by a... Um, by Lonzo himself? Not by Lonzo himself, <laughs> but by a Suns inside reporter basically said, stop that, it ain't happening, no way they're trading the sixth for Lonzo Ball. Yeah. The thing I want to ask you with this is, do you see the Suns trading the sixth overall pick and Josh Jackson, because it looks like they want to use that to get Josh Jackson out the door as well. Right. But do you see them trading the sixth overall pick for a veteran point guard? It's a big ask because it comes down to the point of if you believe that Devin Booker is getting restless Mm -hmm. and your best answer right now is to get him someone who can help him win now, then yes, it, it, it's completely, and I hate saying it, but like it feels like it's on the on the judgment of what you can do to keep Devin Booker happy because you don't want him, you've got him on the long term deal, you don't mm-hmm. want him to be disgruntled. We just yeah. watch what that can do to a team, and you know the value of that player and everything around it. So I think the timeline for them doesn't need to be accelerated by going after one of those point guards. Yes, would it be an awesome fit if I was playing two K? Absolutely. But like, I don't know that this is a team that needs desperately to strike at a Mike Conley or a Jeff Teague or someone of that like. I think that they can go ahead and make an offer. I know Ricky Rubio uh, mm-hmm. from, unfortunately, they just got rid of Igor. Uh, but Ricky <laughs> Rubio uh, made it pretty clear that he's not a priority for his team. So he might be available in free agency. There's mm-hmm. a couple other guys who are going to be free agents as well who you might be able to take a stab at. There's I would also not... talks of a Spencer Dinwiddie trade after July 1st. Yep. I would not make a move harshly to go ahead because, look, just in order, like Mike Conley, very good point guard. Mm -hmm. He's old. It's just that easy. It's, you know, do you want to be, like, paying him good money because his contract will end, you still won't be championship range, but by the Mm -hmm. end of his contract, you better have either another one for him or the next guy up is ready. So I'm I'm already out on him. This timeline doesn't match. Well, and the thing that I was trying to look up really quick is – because I personally am already putting together my mock draft for next week, which, yeah. by the way, is going to be our last mock draft. So you guys should check it out Yet next week. Hyped. And James Jones, who's the GM for the um, uh, Suns, he was on a radio show in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was on Arizona Sports 98.7. Um, and the quote that he had is, So he goes, for the most part, our team is all under 22. So if you try to add someone that's 33, 34 years old, it usually just doesn't work. Ah. There's too much of a gap, especially when you factor in the speed and pace of the game has increased. The elite players, there's very few of those guys between the age of 32 and 35 that maintain a high level and can take a jump. And that's to me of like... What exactly, like, what kind of a veteran guard are they going to look for? Like, Mike Conley, to me, wouldn't be a bad decision, Mm -hmm. only because he's not somebody that's locked down for so long term. Like, if he doesn't work out this year, you're not married to him for life. What he's done 
basically after next year, you've got the 2020 season, which mm-hmm. I'm assuming Mike Conley's going to take that $34 million. Um, I don't think he'll basically be like, yeah, I can get more because he probably won't. Probably um, won't, yeah. So you're only locked into him for two years. But the thing you brought up is the big kind of double-edged sword they're playing with. Yep. They've got Devin Booker right now. They've got Devin Booker while he's good. The fact is, like, what do you want to be? Do you want to be the team that got all the pieces and got your player ready to go as he was entering his prime? Or do you want to be the team that befuddled around, had high draft picks, couldn't hit the guys, and then we're looking at a 28-29 Devin Booker. I know this is, like, years in the future. It is. But we're looking at that going... Man, the Suns really wasted Devin Booker. Like yeah. they really wasted him away. Because when you Anthony to, Davis. Basically. Um, because when you get to that kind of 26, 27, 25, that's when it's like, okay, I'm entering my prime. Yep. This is my prime of basketball. And right now they've to me, they've got to act sooner rather than later. Cause yeah, Devin Booker's only twenty-two, but if you wait too many years it's going to pass you by, and you might miss that guy that you're looking for. I was waiting for the uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off there reference, but you just you, you went right <laughs> past it. Uh, Sometimes you got to just smell the roses, Dave. I yeah, I don't I don't love it, but at the same time, I also wonder. Like we watched Devin Booker try to be a point guard last mm-hmm. year at a lot of times. Do we necessarily have to get a pure point guard, or can they go after someone who is a combo guard who can play alongside him? I know the thought of a Drew Holiday mm-hmm. may be available a la, do you or see, I'm sorry, after the AD trade. Do you see the Pelicans trading both of them? I think if they're if they're trying to completely like blow up ship and, and mm-hmm. reload, that would get them the most young talent in the doors mm-hmm. right away. That is not a bad way to do it for a team that you know had one great playoff run in them. I it's Thank disappointing. You, Rondo. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. I love Rondo so much. Um, yeah, I think that that one would be interesting. I think if they went after someone like Drew Holiday, mm-hmm. he would really compliment Devin Booker really well. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon has a contract that is up right now. He is an RFA, but the money being tossed around between you know Rumors fourteen and twenty million dollars for his contract, so. He could be someone of interest. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of young, talented players out there who I would take a swing at before I went for a move, like Mike Conley or T. I'm sorry, at this point, Teague like does nothing for me. He is the like bleh well, of I point mean, guards at the NBA level. Like I would be happier taking a. I know homerism aside, Derek mm-hmm. Rose. Yeah. I'd be like, well, him. the thing that Teague does, even Darren Collison. The, the reason why I looked at Teague originally while I was working on my mock as like a yeah. kind of Wolves and um, Suns trade is. Teague is 30. Teague is going to be a guy that basically to me is more of that pure point guard of like, he's not going to look to score. He's not going to look to take the points out of Devin Booker's hands. Yeah. He's going to try to get Devin Booker the ball, get these other guys the ball, get more people involved. But is he? But is that going to Because clash? that didn't work so well in Minnesota. Oh, well, I'm not blaming that on him. I'm blaming that on Minnesota. Um, because you Minnesota, someone like Cat, don't give him the ball enough. Yeah. Take away shots from Cat. Blame that on... Thibodeau. I mean, take I know away they shots were, from Cat. They were different. They were different after Thib- Thibodeau was fired. But yep. I blame everything with the T Wolves on Tom Thibodeau. Okay, um, and him ruining that kind of little situation that they okay. had. You get Jimmy Butler, and I'll, you kind of you poop the bed. Basically, is how you put it. Um, I wouldn't though trade for Jeff Teague either, and that's why I backed off. Even the Spencer Dinwiddie one to me is kind of a little interesting because, like, so you look at Dinwiddie. 
he's not super like he is age wise mm-hmm. the perfect veteran for them to go get because yeah. he's twenty six, gonna be twenty seven um, next year, and basically how I look at it is. He's not that super old 30 guy. So mm-hmm. it's like he can still fit in the game. He's just a little bit older than Devin Booker and company. And he's not super expensive. Like I know next year he's going to jump up to 10.6 million. Still but then 11.4. Then you enter a player op in 2021 for 12.3. Like yeah. 12.3 million is not a lot to pay considering you look at 2020, Mike Conley, 34 million. Spencer Dinwiddie, 11.4. Hmm, which one would you rather have? No, because I, I'll take the lesser number. Yeah, no shit. Um, <laughs> I get that. I just don't know if they would be willing to move Spence. I mm-hmm. mean, maybe if they're really trying to clear up all their cap space, mm-hmm. the Nets could go all in on that kind of a deal. I mean, they already moved the 18.5 from As, Alan Crabb. Yeah, but there's no attachment to Alan Crabb. They yeah. signed or they they traded for Alan Crabb knowing what they were paying mm-hmm. for because, like, hey, look. Well, this will be good money to use in the future. Uh, worst case scenario, he's a spot filler for us for now. He's mm-hmm. not going to hurt us. He's Damari Carroll-esque, you know? Yeah. And that's that's what they viewed him as. I think that Spence has been awesome because he's someone who, like, fucking went out and earned it. Like, he spent his time in the G League. Mm-hmm. The Bulls passed him up because we're idiots. You know, we, we're like, yeah, he's not good enough here. Sorry. Go ahead and get back down no, to the No, they G show League what again. they can do with us, and then another team goes, hey, the audition. When Archie Diacono <laughs> gets brought up by another team, and he just starts dropping 15 a That's night. That's when Dave will buy an Archie Diacono jersey. I might buy one already. We got we got a family resemblance. Custom, cu- custom city jersey with the Archie Diacono on the back? That would be dope. I don't, it doesn't exist, but it would be dope. No, hey, that's how you got to do custom. I think Spence's game doesn't lend itself amazingly mm-hmm. to Devin Booker, but maybe that's just because he hasn't played with someone like Devin Booker. Um, I, I just... That was my big concern is I know watching him and D'Angelo Russell play together, mm-hmm. he is a ball-heavy kind of a player. He drives a lot. He can create some contact. But at, at the same time, it's just I don't know if that is what they're looking for. They, I think they're looking for someone who can continue to space out the floor. He's mm-hmm. only shooting 33% from three. He was taking five attempts a game, so it's a good sample size. Yeah. But I, I don't know that that fit is ideal, but at the same mm-hmm. time, like I don't know if you can wait for the ideal fit if yeah. you're a Phoenix right now. And that's the whole thing. I wonder if is the number to bring back the number six pick, is it one where the ideal trade is Mike Conley, and if that's not the trade, then they're keeping the number six pick? I would not give up six for Mike Conley. And I know that sounds stupid, mm-hmm. but like that that is being a prisoner of the moment. Yeah. I think that's us trying to put them on a timeline that they have clearly failed at already. Mm-hmm. Like we we joked around about like how come Devin Booker can't win more games for this team. You know, he he was injured a little bit, but also they've they've rested mm-hmm. him heavily, you know, to make sure that he was um getting someone talented to be on his team. Yeah. And just they they've made the wrong moves year over year. And we, we talk about how good of a player he is. It, he's not good enough to win games. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. He's not good enough to win games because when you're such a lopsided, offensively gifted player, you put in no defense. It just you're not going to win anything. So oh. I don't think that the the winning thing is even mm-hmm. a concern, unless you're really concerned that Devin Booker's like, this is shit. I, I know I just signed my deal, but I'm mm-hmm. going to cause a storm and get out of here. Let me ask you this: Is so at the very beginning, I mentioned how there was that insider, that Suns inside reporter, yeah. Yeah. that basically shot down them trading the six. Yep. For Lonzo Ball. Yep. If you're James Jones, do you see value in that? Do you see value in, hey, I'd give up the six for Lonzo Ball? Or are you with the insider of like, no, there's no way they're trading the sixth for Lonzo Ball? Because 
to me, I swear, didn't his dad or Agent Khan already say like he won't play in fucking Phoenix? I because it was the same I, deal as he won't wh- play for uh, whatever Lavar says AD is irrelevant or uh, for the Pelicans. Yeah, basically irrelevant to me. Like Alonzo's, I'm the, just saying, Alonzo's the kind of guy where you the, believed it when he was going to go to the Bulls in that trade. Yeah, so, but I mean, now like, you're choosing not to believe that he won't play for a team he doesn't want to. For me, I think that Lonzo will play wherever he gets traded because the way Lonzo, Lonzo is not Lavar Ball. Okay, and I've had this opinion. Basically, yeah. since the whole Lavar mania happened, is Lonzo is not Lavar. Mm-hmm. Like Lavar will say, "Oh, Lonzo's not playing here," but when push comes to shove, yeah, Lonzo's a good teammate, and Lonzo is not going to piss off the guys on his team. So if Lonzo gets traded to Phoenix, yep. will he like it? I'm not saying that. Okay, I'm saying he'll play though. Okay. Like Lavar will out be outspoken and angry about it, but. Lonzo will basically do what he's supposed to do because, like, I have seen nothing from Lonzo himself. Right, because he hasn't played, because he's been hurt. And that's the question. Is like, the value to me, there for him? That is the big question is, is it the hurtness and the, the unhealthiness? Hurtness? Yeah, the hurtness. Or the, the injury concerns? Yeah, the injury concerns <laughs> to me where I am not going to give up that sixth pick for Lonzo Ball. Yeah, English is tough sometimes, It, it, it really is. Uh, Just like I, reading in English, I look, mean, man. He was a second Ooh. overall pick for a reason. Mm-hmm. He's gifted defensively. He's got great size. He's good in the fast break. Because I think he'd fit with this Phoenix team. Full court, he's awesome. I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree that he'd mm-hmm. be good with this team. I just don't know that the Lakers are willing to move on from Lonzo Ball mm-hmm. at this point in time. Unless they think they can flip that sixth, keep their fourth pick, flip the sixth pick to the Pelicans for AD. But at Four, the same six, t- and Brandon Ingram and Kyle I, Kuzma for I would even say AD. with the Lakers, try to keep the four. You're not. Use the, you're not. Use the six instead, um, whether that would happen, yes or no, but... I don't even think AD is getting traded to the Lakers because of what we've talked about before. Like yeah. those remarks that were then backtracked by the owner. Right. I I I vehemently, and yep. I even said that word wrong. Probably. Yeah. I think that she meant it, and there's no way he's getting traded to the Lakers. I don't even think AD gets traded to the West because if I'm the Pelicans, why would I want him in the West? I don't think they him, care. I think they just want the best the deal possible for him. And to I don't me, know that they're going to trade him soon. That's my problem. Well, and I'm, not I'm saying starting to buy into the no, I'm starting to buy in the shit where they're yeah. like, we're going to start the regular season with Anthony Davis on this team. Ooh. We're going to see what him and Zion Williamson can do together. I AD won't play. See, AD will do the Levar Ball thing. It's like I ain't playing. We'll I ain't see. risking my body when I said I wanted to trade. Um, anything that you're seeing in let's, the yeah, chat about let, let's hit up chat. I think there are some good drops in there. Mm-hmm. Um. Jake just been killing it, just talking a whole bunch of shit about I saw Kemba they were Walker. Kemba Walker, yeah, because Kemba's probably not going anywhere because mm-hmm. money is money, and like Kemba, if you want to compete for a championship, you also don't go to Phoenix. Yeah, so that I don't know, Phoenix doesn't have anything that would intrigue mm-hmm. me as Kemba Walker. Uh, yeah. I'm not him, but I'm gonna make the decision on his behalf right now and say <laughs> that no. He's gonna stay in Charlotte. Sorry, sorry, Phoenix. No, just sorry, Phoenix. Oh, okay. You're not, you're not the people who I would go to. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, I do love that. Um. There's not there's not a ton on topic. Uh, Jamie reaching out uh, with the Netsky and the Max slots. Do you see the Knicks being bridesmaids instead of brides this offseason? Yeah, it, it's it's lining up that way. But who knows? Like shit gets crazier on the draft. I mean, with me, the way I see it right now is as a Bulls fan, I've had not much to be excited about. Um, but at least the solace that I could say, and I'm sorry, Knicks fans, is mm-hmm. I can just say, oh, it could be worse. I could be a Knicks fan right now and basically just want to. 
pull all my hair out. I mean, that. every like, year is the same thing. It's it's promise mm-hmm. and failure to deliver. Yeah. That, that's what the Knicks are. Mm-hmm. So well, no. the lottery was just getting rigged out of that number one pick because they had the mm. highest odds and then two te- the team with the 6% odds. Like, yeah. I'm not getting into that. It was no, rigged. That's no, the no. bottom line of it. Uh, Jake, thank you for the correction. She, mm-hmm. The owner of the Pels did not say that, by the way. It was a false report. Okay. That was true. That was the like secondhand, thirdhand. We've heard her say this. I will, say, I will say this then. Get without confirmed. actually knowing if she said it, yep. I would be shocked if she had not said that at all behind closed doors. I don't think she knows enough about that whole situation to really get involved with the like I refuse to make this trade. I could just see her like, not wanting to trade to how the many Lakers owners do you know who are like involved in the in the everyday at the minute level that that is. The only way I could see it like non Jerry Jones owners. No, I'm I'm saying like I could see her making that comment. Yeah, and w- even without knowing the basketball side of it, yep. just because she doesn't want to give AD to Genie Bus and the Lakers. Why does she have it out for Genie Bus? I don't know. Maybe the, the owners. You're, you're, you're some imagined. owners may hate each other. Some owners mm. may not like each other. They're all millionaires. I don't think they care. Oh, I think there's some owners that can't stand other owners. I'm I'm sure there's reasons, but I've never heard any it's, public beef like, about Genie Bus oh, and the owner I'm, of hey, the Pelicans. Not saying it's public, but I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if those were said behind you're closed doors. You're reaching, um, buddy. What God? What else? What else you seeing that you want to mention, Dave? Oh, no, that's. I, I think that's about it. I think that we're 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 wrapping up the Twitch commentary. Jake, I don't think she knows who's on the Lakers. Yeah, I, I think that's about it for that one. Oh. Put that to bed. But if you are watching us on YouTube, as always, let us know what you guys are um, thinking down below, and also follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod. That's how these great folks who are watching us live. We're able to know that we are live because we did a surprise live stream to kind of test this out. Um, it's not so, so surprising if you watch our past videos. Yeah, we did. We, we did give you a clue. It. Well, it's like so. We are eventually going to have a schedule in place, but we're kind of working out the gears now using there. a fast break as the guinea pig. Bowl stomach. I'm hungry. Someone help me. I am too. I'm yeah. super hungry right now. Dave is like, Dave came in like, so food? food I, was, I, was, I was hoping you were going to say before, but we're going mm. after. Well, and we don't got long. We've only got one more segment. Let's wow. move into that last segment. And this is the one I've been looking forward Dude, time to. time is flying. Um, if you're on YouTube, I will say link is right um, below us, I think under me, patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. Even if you're watching us live right now, you can go ahead and support us on Patreon. Our biggest goal for 2019, getting out of this studio because Dave, this is not our studio. This is owned by the magical Pete Creighton, who has been on our wrestling podcast. Yeah. Um, you may know him if you've checked out those. Um, one thing that I don't like about this room um, I look super like white. Well, it's the white walls. Yeah, I look like you see how white I look on this. I, I actually was outside for like five hours Dave before pulls this. Up his shirt with the yeah. I think I can get my shoulder to match uh, the wall. The wall. If I just lean right there, yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. So and also it's like a ten by twelve room. Yeah. Um. So it's very small. I like to have more space to do things. Exactly. And Give that's you guys a better layout too. Instead and, of turning here and turning here and, and turning also, here and turning here. I'm looking Sorry, at, rant I'm looking at the mock draft, by the way. Yeah. And for as low as a dollar, yep. you could see our mock drafts ahead of time. So right now Dave is in there, but also Anonymous Skunk is in there. So there is a viewer in there <laughs> yep. that is not us. And you could technically see what my 7.0, my two-rounder, yeah. looks like 
as I'm working on it. Like, that it's is the busy. cool thing. Like, once you're in, you're, you're in. in, and you get to see us kind of working on it as it's happening. Um, this is going to be our draft predictions yep. for the 2019 NBA draft. First off, I want to apologize for to Sean. Um, this was kind of spur-of-the-moment thing that I thought of. Um, and with him being in NOLA, yep. not available to be here for it, and how we're going to do this, and I would hope that this catches on and we can do this year after year is so I watched the podcast. One, what do they say? In the chat? <laughs> There's just Someone some great the comments. Uh, Jake, that room is a hell of an experience. Rich, how do you donate? Yeah. We just ran through that full spiel. Check out the Patreon link down below. And then Bobo's stomach. I wish I could see Ricky without a shirt. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> Not even I want to see me without a shirt <laughs> half the time. Um, but there's the link. Thank you, Jake, as well. Jake, a boy, um, putting it in the chat also. Um, but here's what we're doing. So yesterday, yeah. getting ready for E3, I watched an E3 prediction podcast. And how they did predictions, I was like, holy shit, we could do that for the NBA draft. And how they set up the podcast, we're going to do it the same way. Yep. They did the entire podcast on this. So it was like an hour and a half. They did 10 predictions each. Went around the table round robin. So it was mm-hmm. like they had four people. Person one set a prediction. If he said that prediction, no one else could use it. So, for example, if Dave said Zion Williamson will be the first overall pick in the draft, I could then not use that. I use that as the example because we're going to go bold, Dave. We're not going to be boring. Are, are like, these bold predictions? I would say mine are going to be bold. And okay. the reason why I'm saying that is this is kind of like – we're not making safe predictions. We're making that bold ones because if we're right, mm-hmm. we're basically going to keep track of how many we were right and wrong with. And the yep. winner is going to call themselves the MVP, the most valuable podcast king of the 2019 NBA See, draft. See, that's what makes me want to be like, yeah. Zion will be the number one. John Wright will be the number two. I will say, RG Ferdy, number three. I will, I will say this for this year alone because yep. we're pretty sure they're going to be one, two. Yep. Leave and that three. Off. And th- well, and three. RJ. There's no way RJ's not going three. Unless you think the third is getting traded. Like that and, and someone's gonna pick someone well, other than RJ Barrett? No, no, no. Like the thing you could do for RJ is for example, if you said RJ Barrett will go number three, yeah, but selected by the Hawks, that's good because you know what? Then you're saying right. that pick is gonna be traded. So for example No, no, give give your first. I will go first. Go go right now. With me. My first prediction, yeah, and this is going balls to the walls right away, Dave. I dig it. Clint Capella will be traded on draft night to the Charlotte Hornets for the 12th overall pick. Whoa. So Clint Capella getting moved. I have the trade mapped out. Here's what it's going to be. Capella and P.J. Tucker to the Hornets, Batum to the Rockets for the 12th overall pick and a 2022 first-round pick. I personally think that's ludicrous. Uh, it's bold. It's out there. I, I don't know what else. Rockets you making like that's the thing. Like why part part of it was the Rockets are going to get into the first round. And then I was thinking, you know what? That's too soft. That's too like well they get in. I went exact. They're going to be looking for the Hornets. And the reason why I am yeah. predicting this one is not only are the Rockets trying to shake things up. Yep. But the Hornets need help. The Hornets need help. Clint Capella would be a great piece. Even PJ Tucker would be a nice piece. And the Rockets could say, all right, we'll take on Batum's contract. Because we're getting your 12th overall, we're basically getting into the lottery. Mm -hmm. We'll take that contract. And the Hornets get a piece before free agency to show Kemba, 
hey, we got Clint Capella now. Like, we've got a star center for you to be paired up to. We're looking to win with you on this team. That's so out there that I'm I can't, going, I'm I can't even. right away. I can't even, Ricky. I'll, I'll, let's tone it down a bit. Do you think the Rockets at all try to trade into the first round and be bold? I don't think they care about draft picks. I think that's been their mm-hmm. policy for a long time. I don't think they give a flying fuck about draft picks. They would rather go in and pick up undrafted free agents mm-hmm. and work them out and be good with them. Maybe second rounders. Yeah. They, they could go and get active in the second round and try to snag somebody else. But this is not a team that lives through the draft. That has not been their thing. They have they have struck out mm-hmm. uh, with their early like they have nothing recent. Look at that team right now. Like you've got old men. Yeah, that's that's well, what matters for championships. Is old men. But we're talking about Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green out there. Has oh, has Kyle it Lowry. mattered for the Rockets though? No, I'm they haven't saying. won with this team. They haven't won with these cats yet. <coughs> but the whole thing is, you look at playoff basketball. Mm-hmm. It's the older guys who win it. You don't see a team young and up mm-hmm. and coming win a championship often. Very rarely does so, that happen. Here, I, it's bold. Here's another thing. Yeah. This I'm not might, trying to talk you out. I'm just no, saying no, no. it is. I, this is locked in. That's right. my first prediction. Um, the pick that I originally made, because I still have to change because the Nets were originally going to make a trade with the Wizards in my mock and yeah. can't now because of their Hawks trade. Right. The pick that I think the Rockets would make at 12 yep. when this goes down, bull, bull. Basically saying... We're going to give you Clint Capella. Wait, Dave. We're going to give you Clint Capella. Yeah. Because basically in the playoffs, he's been run off the floor. Yes, I know Sean says Ball Ball's too weak. He's got to muscle up and stuff. But Ball Ball to me would be the type of big that the Rockets can say, hey, he's kind of like the opposite of Clint Capella. Where, yeah, he's got that defense and can block shots. But also, he's got that outside game to where maybe we don't have to take him off the floor in a playoff series, in a situation like we've had for Clint Capella. So that's what me going way too bo- <laughs> ball ball. <laughs> I, am, I am too weak. Um, Ricky, I, would ball ball over Zion? Oh, God, I would not take ball ball over Zion. That is a misstatement by Kyle Craig. What's your first prediction? Jesus Christ. I'm shell shocked over I here. I gave you an example. I went balls to the wall, Dave. That's what I'm doing here. Uh, how about this? Uh, I don't even know if this is bold enough, mm-hmm. but you, you said his name, so I'm going. Okay. Bull Bull will be the. Uh, I want to. I want to drop him on a team right now, mm-hmm. and I'm going back and forth. And I think Bull Bull will be a hawk. Okay. This upcoming year, like I'm locking in, he's going either eight or ten. I, I think that's. So that's, you're saying they're not going to trade the. Picks I don't think they are. Them. I think okay. that they're stuck with eight or ten. I don't mm-hmm. think they get the deal done, or maybe they do, but they, wherever they move up. Bobble is the guy they want to get because other teams are starting to fall in love with a seven footer yeah. who can drop it. I, mm-hmm. I'm I don't know if that's hot enough. You hey, you went in full nuclear. I, I don't even know how to like. <laughs> I I basically just dropped it right here in the middle. Jesus Christ! Like, I man. Get, I went balls to the wall right away. But like that's the thing. Like the thing with the centers to me yeah. is first it and I'll throw this out when it comes to because this affects where ball ball would go. Yep. My question to you. Yep. And I need help in my mock. So sure. my first picks, I won't tell you who teams are because I've got trades going on, but I've got Zion, Ja, RJ, yep. Darius, Jarrett Culver, Cam Reddish, Kobe White, DeAndre Hunter. Those yeah. are my first eight picks. The thing I need help with in my mock, and chat can help me and influence my mock in this way, what do you do if you're the Wizards? Because the thing I'm thinking of is I'm thinking two options in my head, 
but I'd be open to other ones. Seku Demboya or Jackson Hayes? Like, what do the Wizards do at 9? Because if they go Jackson Hayes, yep. then that changes things up at 10 it does. for the Hawks, it does. who would have taken DeAndre Hunter. Yeah, no, I, I mean, that's wild. And I think that there's a good chance that they should take Seku <laughs> there, in my opinion, or mm-hmm. the Wizards at us. Uh, but they're the Wizards. And, like, just because they have a center right now who they kind of like mm-hmm. doesn't mean they won't stick to him. So. Yeah. I like Thomas Bryant. I think his shooting's gotten better. I, I, I believe mm-hmm. in him in the future. And he's still got Dwight Howard stuck under contract. So mm-hmm. you got to deal with that shit. So you're saying that you would I'm, that you would take yeah. Jackson Hayes? Is what you're leaning towards, or did you say Seku? I said Seku. Okay, Seku. Um, Kyle Craig says trade Beal. That's the big one. Trade Beal. Like, I'm not trying to be a wrong <laughs> asshole up here. Like, no, you don't trade Beal. Feels mm-hmm. amazing. So you're saying your first prediction was that Ball Ball is going to be drafted. Ball Ball is going to be a hawk by the Hawks. Yep. All right. So my second one, I'm going to go a little less nuclear, um, but I am going to go. Don't off know how you of... can go more nuclear unless you're like Michael Jordan comes out of retirement <laughs> on draft night and gets hey. redrafted by the Chicago Bulls. Don't don't tease things, my man. Uh, but basically, I'm going to play off of something that you did in our live mock. Is that you had the Pistons trading up, trading up, yeah, with the Wizards? I did. I think the Pistons are going to trade down. The Pistons and Spurs will make a trade on draft night, where the Spurs will send both their first rounders, the 29th and the 19th, to Detroit for the 15th overall pick. Spurs will get a player that they re- they'll probably go up for. One of those two guards or maybe one of those threes that might be falling. Yeah. At the time, I had them trading up for a Brandon Clark who had fallen um, in my mock. I'm going to go ahead and lock that one in, that the Pistons are going to trade back, and the ones that I think they'll trade back with are the Spurs, who have that extra ammo from the Kawhi Leonard deal. I don't know who they would trade up for, but in my mock, I had Brandon Clark at the time, the one they trade up for. Interesting move. I I mean, I think the Pistons are stuck in an interesting position, Mm -hmm. though, because you've got Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond, and Reggie Jackson right now as your core. I I believe in the the Mm -hmm. god that is Luke Kennard being your two guard of the future, but I just, I don't know value-wise... They've, they've really sucked mm-hmm. on a lot of their past draft picks. Well, and, so going for volume might not be a bad mm-hmm. idea. And every single Pistons blog I've seen has been like, well, yeah, we could take this two guard or that two guard or take a stab on Nasir Little, but really we could just trade back and get more picks. They could. And that's and what class, I think the Pistons yeah. are going to do, where they're basically going to say, hey, let's get more picks. Um, I also, I'm not going to lock this in, but it's going to be a little bit of a tease. Um, don't be surprised if the Pistons trade their 45th overall pick yeah. for Denzel Valentine. That could be a move we on draft night. But I'll say the Pistons move back. That's been weird. And the Spurs will be the dance partner that they dance with on draft night. So already two trades for my predictions. That's I mean, trades do happen pretty often. And I think that's why with my next prediction, mm-hmm. I'm looking I'm looking at the Celtics. I'm looking at a team that has oh, all the ammo in the world. That was the third one I was going to go with. <laughs> They've got all the ammo in the world. But what are they going to do with all of mm-hmm. it? Like, where are they going to go? And that is, in my mind, the biggest question. I go up to the top of the draft. They're not getting one. They're not getting two. Mm-hmm. They're not even getting three. Because why would they? For the Lakers, sorry. 
we're not we're not doing a deal with the Celtics. That's old school mm-hmm. blood rivalry. Yeah. That shit doesn't happen. <laughs> you don't even need someone to come out and say something. You mm-hmm. just know that that's not going to happen. Yeah. But at five, Cleveland's interesting mm-hmm. because you've got a guy there in Cleveland. Obviously, like we've all been mocking Jarrett Culver or Cam there in the past. It's the two guys that apparently um, Beeline likes Culver and yep. the Cavs like Cam Roche. Exactly. But. I think I previously had referenced, you know, the Celtics maybe falling in love with someone like a Cam Reddish. Mm-hmm. So I've got them making a big splash moving up. And this is a Cavs team that needs depth. They need talent. They need to go take a couple of trips, a couple of trips to the grocery store that is the NBA draft this first round. <laughs> a little bit over here, a little bit over there, mm-hmm. one more over in the back. Uh, they are going to trade up with the Cavs. I don't. What it's do weird. Give, how many of those firsts are they giving up? So in order to move up uh, to number five, they're giving up fourteen. Mm-hmm. They're giving up twenty-two. They're also giving up the second rounders that they have in. Wow, it's fifty-one. Mm-hmm. You know what? It might be a future protected. Okay. So they're I not, think so they're not giving up all, all three. of their firsts. Okay. I don't think they need to. I think that to move up to five from fourteen is a big jump. So you're getting fourteen. You're getting twenty. They might give up fourteen and twenty. Could they get away uh, with fourteen and twenty-two? Not not on its own. You need to. Okay. You need future firsts. Thankfully, well, you're the no, Celtics. Saying, like, so you've got the futures. Three, could they keep the twentieth pick and trade the other two? With yeah, the future yeah. first. Okay. Absolutely, because you're you're holding on to a pick that will be translating next year Mm -hmm. from the Memphis Grizzlies. The reason why I ask that is with the Celtics, and this is one that I hate you for because the Celtics were the next way I was going to go with my predictions. You can't just take trades all day. Well, no, no, no. It wasn't going to be a trade. It was going to be a certain somebody, um, but they might have needed a trade to get something else. There's rumors that at the workouts, Tyler Hero made 81 out of 103 pointers. Yeah. And really wowed uh Danny Ainge and the uh Celtics. Yeah. If they keep the 20th, uh-huh. could they still get Tyler Hero at 20 or yeah. are they basically is it 14 or nothing when it comes to Tyler Hero? No, I think he'll, I think there's a good chance he'll still be there at 20. Okay. I think so, a lot of people are buying into a lot of hype, but mm-hmm. when you look at his measurables, you look at guys who can translate at the next level, there's a lot of questions around his physical body mm-hmm. and his ability to grow defensively. And then just some of the tra- some of the chats that I am seeing is Jake said Cleveland needs Jesus. Um that may be true. Um the Kyle Craig was hitting on uh the exact reference I made when I said Nasir Little and yeah. the Pistons, he said Nasir Little will be the Stanley Johnson. Pistons don't do it. That's why I said Nasir Little because I see Nasir a lot Little of Stanley Johnson. Nasir Little is a spitting Johnson, image of Stanley Johnson, um, especially if he went to uh, the uh, <laughs> the Pistons. Jesus Kyle Craig, Shuttleworth. Kyle Craig with the uh, Celtics haven't had a good white guy since Scalabrini. Brian Scalabrini and then he, a great bowl as well. Um, and Brian Scalabrini. Um, the next prediction. So just to recap, yep. we're on, this is our third. Yep. So I had the, my first one was the, the Rockets trading the with the Hornets, yep. Clint Capella going to Charlotte. Yep. Um, and then I had the Pistons and the Spurs making a deal. Yours where one. Bobo will be a Hawk. Bobo will be a Hawk. And, and then the Celtics are trading up Celtics to get Cam Reddish. Hmm. The next one I'm going to go with is I'm going to take a page out of your ball ball book. I'll go my first non-trade. Mm-hmm. Rui Hachimura will be a Minnesota Timberwolf. I will buy in on the rumors that the Timberwolves were the team at the Combine 
to give Rui Hachimura his promise, and he will be a Minnesota T-Wolf at 11. It's a weird fit, but I guess they could do it. Everybody's been saying Brandon we've all, Clark. We've, we've all been, mocked We've been Brandon chanting Clark. Brandon Clark for the last year. You guys are sick of us saying Brandon Clark's going to be a Timberwolf. Mm-hmm. So you're going with the other Zag. You're going with Rui. I mean, ugh, yikes. <laughs> that seems like a bit of a reach on Rui. Mm-hmm. A lot of people's mocks. But hey, if you like the guy, you like the it's guy. It's like I told Sean when Sean during our live mock was like, should I make the trade? And I was like, hey, if you like the guy, go up and get him. The only thing that I wonder about is you've already like if they make that deal for Rui my first thought in my head is would you play Rui at the four or the three mm, pro I mean like you keep mm. you sell the dream of the three well I don't know if he can play the okay. three at the if, NBA level if you're playing him at the four then I think good fit if your plan is to have him at the three you already got Wiggins you already got Rocco you, know, he, you drafted Kate Bates D up. Like yep. that's gonna be a log jam if you're drafting him to play at the three. So maybe the T Bulls are drafting Rui to, play the to be their four yep. and have and him keep at Dario. five, yeah, which keep, is ugly. But mm-hmm. you know, who needs defense in the low post, right guys? Yeah, and then they right, would just have to re sign either Tyus Jones or Derek Rose to be a backup point guard. Good fucking luck with that. So I'll go Rui Hachimura is a T Wolf at eleven with my third prediction. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I I can I, I see that and I can match it with an equally tame pick here. Okay. And I'm gonna go with Kevin Porter Jr. will be an Orlando Magic. Nice. I think that one is written mm. in the stars. Huh, get it, stars. The Magic's <laughs> got the stars. Yeah. Um it it makes so much sense. It gives them a secondary ball mm-hmm. handler. I think he will be available at sixteen. I don't think they'll have to shuffle up for him. Mm-hmm. I, I've got him falling to sixteen in my latest thoughts. Mm-hmm. But I th- I love the fit. I love the team. I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah. So this is probably changing. That's why I'm saying this. Do you guys want to hear a Ricky trade that I had involving Kevin Porter Jr. in my 7.0 originally? I know Dave wants to hear it, but does Chet want to hear? I am saying it with a smile because I don't think that this is going to land the way that I meant for it to land. I originally had the Thunder and the Rockets making a deal Mm -hmm. for the, what, 21st overall pick. Yep. So the Rockets would get Jeremy Grant, Patrick Patterson, and the 21st overall pick. The Thunder get Eric Gordon. And then with that pick, the Rockets take the one we call Little Harden because his moves are (sighs) like Harden. They take Kevin Porter Jr., who fell to 21 originally in my mock. Again, all changes because of the Hawks net trade, and I haven't thought through that. But that's what I had at the time. Don't know if that's going to stick when we get to next week. I feel like you have like the opposite mindset of these GMs sometimes. <laughs> that's not a bad thing. It's just like, you know, when you zig, they, they're definitely zagging. It's, it's it's written in stone. They're they're zagging. And you're like, but what about that zig over there? I love, I love ball ball. Yes, Ricky's, Ricky's trades make my stomach full. Yeah, no, I... <laughs> Yikes. I'm glad that didn't make the final cut. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that didn't make well, the final it, cut. It may. I'm, I haven't worked it through, but I don't think it will um, now that we have it. So Jake's prediction, he's got the Sixers going with Matisse Thibel. Okay. Uh, writing it down, locking it in. You, you know, are now on camera saying it. Thibel is an interesting one because I originally had him at 29, which would have been the Pistons. Yep. Um, I had the Pistons go with, where's that first one? With uh, Nikhil. So much of your preview. Well, this is changing. Okay. Every, this is all after the Wizards, so this could all change. Got but it. originally I had Nikhil 
and Thibel to the Pistons in that Spurs um, Raptors deal. I just don't know how like how high Thibel is going to go in a mock. A lot of people are falling in love with his defense. He did play like free. Yeah. He, he did kind of play team like ultimate team defender, mm-hmm. and that's the thing that you got to love about him. You know, like, he knows where he can move out in space, interrupt lanes. Mm-hmm. It, he's an attractive prospect. If he ever learns to, you know, get that shot down, he's and truly dangerous. And that's the big thing. Like worst case scenario is he, you know, Tony Allen Roberson level. Mm-hmm. That's not the worst thing in the world in a late first rounder. I don't know. With me personally, the thought became like basically it was Kelton Johnson, Cam Johnson, or Matisse Matisse Thibel. Um yeah. and basically Cameron Cam Johnson has been the one that has won out in that debate. Most times, what are you giggling at from the chat? Uh, I know you're reading chat. I'm just, I'm, I'm enjoying the love. Uh, you know, Ball Ball has a prediction. Yeah, Ball Ball's prediction is Jackson Hayes will follow the 20s. There will be a Papa Giannis uh, type of pick in this draft. A Jerome Robin. We'll make that at the end. Who's going to be our Jerome Robinson, Robinson or our Papa Giannis? The one that in the last type tight for pick. literally reasons unexplained to anyone outside of the Clippers, the they s- took Jerome Robinson. The second rounder. We'll do that at the very end. We'll have our. We'll call it the. Do you want to call it the Papa John's pick? Yeah, we can call it Papa we'll, John's. We'll pick. call it the Papa John's pick. And yep. someday, hey, maybe we can get sponsored, get sponsored by Papa John's. I could go for Papa um, John's pizza right dude, now. Actually. Papa John's would be dope. Um, <laughs> but so where do we leave off? I had Rockets. I had. Um, the Pistons, Spurs, Rui. Yep. So here's four. Do it up. Oh, so we're on my fourth one. Yeah. Okay. Because you would just write off your hypothetical that's not happening. Um, My fourth one is going to be, you know what? My last two are going to rival my first one. Jesus Christ. Prepare the, yourselves, people. Prepare. The first one's going to be Hold Mike on. Conley will be a son on draft night. They will trade the sixth overall pick for Mike Conley on draft night. I think the trade sits where the Suns get Mike Conley. Um, Grizzlies will get T.J. Warren, Jaron Jackson, the sixth overall pick, and then next year's Milwaukee Buck first-round pick as well. And the Grizzlies will then, with that pick, take Cam Reddish, so they'll get Ja and Cam in the first round. Wow. That So that's my fourth prediction. Now, Mike Conley will be a son. Grizzlies, with that sixth overall selection, We'll take Cam Reddish. That is bizarre. It's truly bizarre. Um, I don't. I don't hate it, but it's also ridiculous because of what we just we talked just about, talked about. Where this. you're like, I don't know if we I'm could. vehemently against it in yeah. theory. For the people on YouTube that might not have checked out the Suns topic, yeah, why would that be crazy to give up six for Mike Conley? Just real short, because I know we live. We've just talked about it. At nauseum. Yes, Jake. We live in Chicago and said Papa John's Pizza. It's okay. Like we're not. <laughs> I'm not ashamed of it at all. Yeah. It is. Don't care. Um, my my bold one here. Mm-hmm. So when when you think about centers in this upcoming draft, mm-hmm. it's always Jackson Hayes, Dave going back, Gogo Patas Day, Bull Bull, perhaps the center of four in some people's minds. Okay. But then it falls in that second grouping, and my my call here comes in and is saying Jonte Porter is going fourth. As far as centers are concerned, oh, he is jumping over huh. Bruno. He's jumping over Bruno. He's jumping over uh, Nicholas Claxton, who is a hot riser as of late. I, um, I think he's, still a he's jumping over. He's jumping over all of them kids. Gaff Daddy jumping over him. Mm-hmm. I, I I just for whatever reason I've got a feeling like Jonte Porter. Someone's gonna take a swing and a and a potential miss on him. Does that mean Porter could be? Well, eh. he, he he could be taken in the twenties. So that's what that's as my bet is. He will be taken in the twenties. I will say Jonte Porter twenty through thirty. Although he has not been in a first round mock for us in a while, yeah, 
I was Injuries do that. I was originally going to say, would that be your Papa John's pick? But, you know, I look at, like, national big boards, and he is, like, in the 20s. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at Tankathon right now, and they have him at 22. Wow. Um, yeah, it seems kind of Tankathon, what are you smoking? Um, Tankathon also has... Oh, taco, even over Taco Fall. They've got Bruno at 13. That's actually a great question. Do you think... I mean, it's not mine, but, mm-hmm. like, Taco Fall, do you think he goes in the first round now? Because no. everyone fell in love with him? No, we can't sell that. I don't think so. I... I don't think so, but I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. Um, basically, it would become the question of who who's a better chance of being a first-round pick, injured Naz Reed or Taco Fall? Oh. Like, because, like, Naz Reed is not a first-round pick. No. But Sean Despite keeps what trying Sean to says. throw it in that direction. Yeah. Um, last prediction I'll make, my fifth. Yep. And this, I saved it for last because I didn't know if you were going to take the bait, but you didn't. I'm going to go really bold here, Dave. Hmm. AD is going to be a Nick on draft night. Get out of here. The Knicks are going to trade the third for the sixth and the eighth. Wait, the sixth and the eighth? For the eighth and the tenth. Okay. Um, Hawks will take RJ at three. AD will then be traded to the Knicks. No. Okay, okay. AD to the Knicks for Lance Thomas, Frank, DSJ, Kevin Knox and Mitch Robb, they need that just to make the contract work. And then they'll give up the 8th, the 10th, the Mavs pick in 2021 for AD. Wow. And that means the Pelicans in this year's draft will select at 1, they'll select at 8, and they'll select at 10. Wow. That's what a way to revamp. That's your team. a lot of chutzpah. What a way to revamp the team while getting yourself draft picks and two of them in this year's draft. Well, three, three. of them with your own being number one. That there's a lot of chutzpah, and I don't I don't know if I can handle that much, man. <laughs> you you got some fire takes over there, and I am terrified of if that actually happened because basically the Knicks are trading away their entire team. Hey, balls to the wall to try to get KD. I I don't disagree, but like who, who's going to play next to Anthony Davis? Vet minimums. Who, who's left on that roster, Ricky? Can you, can you, can you name me on Spot Rack? Who else would be on that team roster? Who's under contract okay, let's see. as of today? Um, they would, I think, does Hazoni have a player op? Because I know there's no, one. No, I, I think it's a team op. So basically, Check they, spot rack, yeah, they've got Alonzo Trier, player op. Yep. Doxon would still be on that team. All right. Um, John Jenkins and Billy Garrett are team ops. Oh, it sounds like a great team already. Uh, you've got Henry Ellison is under contract. Yikers. And that's it. So yeah. Basically, I mean, that's... your free agents are DeAndre Jordan, Noah Vonley, um, Cornette. Yeah. Then you have Luke. Mario Hazonia and Emmanuel Moutier. Wow. That is that is really going in empty. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's going to do anything. Hey, that's KD, terrifying. whatever veteran If you, you get want, KD we'll and AD and, and a Kyrie on the same this team. Te- this team is your mold of clay to mold KD. Yeah, and you trust New York to not fuck that up? I mean, I'm not saying they won't fuck it up. I'm, I'm just, just saying, saying that's... AD going to be a Nick on draft night. That's bold, sir. Uh, Jamie in the comments, if the Mavs send Brunson to Houston, could you see him going after Malcolm Brogdon for agency? Uh, I could see them going after Malcolm Brogdon for agency. I think they like mm-hmm. Brunson a lot, though. Yeah. I think they really like the parent of Brunson with Luka there. So I don't know uh, how eager they are to ship him out of town. I think he and J.J. Barea are mm-hmm. like the perfect off guys yeah. for someone like Luka. But Brogdon would be a great fit regardless. The team I'm hearing that could mess with the Bucks when it comes to Brogdon is 
The Bulls. The Bulls, and I think I've heard I've heard a couple other teams as well. But yeah, would you personally like if Brogdon? Well, let's say Hell we yeah. offered a contract, and the Bucks were like, "Nah, we good. You can take them." Yeah, I'll take um, it. would you I'm be like, happy with Brogdon on the Bulls, the yeah, president? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Like no question. <laughs> I like, give him the money. What's your last prediction? The very last one. <sighs> I feel like I got to go spicy here because you've been like on fire the entire time. I hey, feel fairly safe. That, that's what I do. I, I'm, I'm the spice lord over here. I just start throwing them all in. All right. In that case, who can I move off of a team that just nobody expects to happen? I'll say that on draft night, the... I'm just going to throw a dart at a wall on this one because I literally don't have anything. This is awful. This is what show prep does for you <laughs> when you don't get the fucking topic before mm-hmm. you show up. Uh, I'll say that there is zero chance that Cam Johnson goes in the first round. So you think he'll be a second rounder? I do. Wow. That To me, that's pretty bold because a lot of people have him right at the end. Like, there's people... Between the Warriors, 20, the Bucks, basically even, like even in OKC, that range. Mm-hmm. even OKC. I've seen the Jazz interested. I've seen the 76ers interested. I've seen Portland mm-hmm. interested. So I'm being bold AF here because I'm just like, damn. You know what? Why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? Sorry, Cam. I um, I'm, to, yeah. To me, I'm like, damn. Because with me, I originally had him 28 to the Warriors. Yeah, no. There's um, there's a lot of people want, changing. There's a lot of a lot of teams who would be very interested in his talents. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, I've got him uh, second round. Do you have a guy who you're thinking about for your Papa John's? Your, pa- your, pa- your Papa John's pick. I hope to got. Are, are, is it international only or no? It's basically. It's what, Jerome, what are the rules we're coming up with? Basically, Just the way I a riser with no logical reason why. Exactly. So like Papa John's was a second. Sean had him in his second round. He was taken yep. in the lottery. Jerome Robinson, second rounder, taken in the lottery. Who's that guy that is taken so high? Not like top ten, but is like wow. Wait, he's a first rounder. Like I had him in my second round. Like. Who is that guy this year that is going to shock everyone in the first round? I mean, from my draft we'll say staff, top 15 because that's a shocker. It depends on whose mocks you're looking at because, mm-hmm. like, I, I just – you made me interested at Tankathon, so I went over to their site. And they've got, like, Kaziak Paul at 36 right now, which yeah. is asinine. Yeah. That ain't that ain't true. Uh, Chuma being, mm-hmm. being a mid-first would be awesome. Mm-hmm. I had a mock there, though, so that's not so bold on my end. Uh, who could jump the highest – uh, you know what? I'm I'm gonna just go with a euro here. I'm just gonna be lazy mm-hmm. and uh, ooh, actually, you know what? I'll say Jalen Luck. Everybody wants. Everybody says the Celtics have a done deal with Jalen Luck. The Celtics don't have a pick in the second round until fifty one, mm-hmm. right? Am I getting that right? Uh, yeah, that that is their first second round pick. So I think that he will go in the first round. Nobody's got a mock there. It makes no sense to me, absolutely. He, he's a kid without, you know, a, an outside jump shot. There's a reason why kids uh, like Anthony Simmons got drafted, even though he did not go to college. He had that fifth year of high school. Mm-hmm. His shot is lightning quick, looks so good. Jalen Lack, explosive athlete, I think he will go in the first round. Now, and it the, doesn't make sense to me. The one I got to look at, because you are right, um, Tankathon is kind of weird. Um, and I'm looking at things. I will say one that I could see yep. being this is Ty Jerome. I could see him kind of 
rising, rising up late. just because of the rising kind of up. like how many non-point guards we have yeah, in this draft. There, there's a deficiency. But the guy I'm going to go with is, so on my end, it might not seem as the Papa John's kind of territory, because yeah. I've had him in this range. Just say his name. So Louis King. Yeah. Like, Louis King. He's a guy I've been high on, but everyone else hasn't. And yep. I feel like in draft night, someone's going to fall in love with him, and he's going to be the one where a lot of people go, what? Why was he taken at 15? And I'm going, exactly. That's where I had, like, I'm that's as high as I've had him. Yeah. And that's, I could see him being a first rounder. It's insane. The lack of production in college makes me believe no, mm-hmm. but you're right. We're saying weird shit. So it could be. <laughs> Baisley is Dave's another like, one. We're, we're saying a lot of weird crap on this thing. Baisley's another one that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of teams are getting more intrigued as the uh, individual workouts will go on. Mafindu um, Kamanjali, again, Celtics mm-hmm. supposedly interested in him. I He's been he... rising a lot, actually, post, uh, post combine. Mm-hmm. So he might be the guy. Do, and these are two na- two internationals Good that you had mentioned Bobo, before. Stomach and Jake. Joshua um, Obizi. Yep. yep. And then um, Davidas. Davidas Do you see either of them cracking? I'm not going to say top 15. I would just say, do you see either of them cracking into the first round at all? Into the first round Because those are two names that I've seen after you mentioned them on Thursday. Yep. I'm seeing their names pop up quite a bit with different teams. I could see the Spurs taking someone at 29. Mm-hmm. If they stay there, I could see the Nets at 27. And I could absolutely see the 76ers at 24. Those those are three teams who would, would take a shot on a Euro player in my mind. Um, yeah. I, I think that if anyone's coming up, I want to... I want to say it would be uh, Davidus Servetus, even mm-hmm. though Joshua Busey is ranked higher by a lot of people, uh, mm-hmm. apparently. Um, but yeah, I, I like I, I'm all about that wing. And all about Jake, that wing. Jake, I'm just gonna throw out. I feel like you just think Baisley is ass because he skipped out on Syracuse. Oh, he skipped out on Syracuse, and that's why. Um, plus, because no one's seen him play. Yeah. Um, also, Ball Ball, um, Kevin Jelly. Um, I believe that's who he's saying is the second yeah. coming of Serge Ibaka. We'll end yeah. the, we'll end this one with a question from the chat, and it comes from Jamie. Who do you guys see as the great value signing of this year's free agency? Great value. It's like the opposite of what we did with Jabari Parker. Basically, yeah. Gave the man twenty million. And I'm assuming not like not, not a play defense. not a KD, not a Kyrie Irving. Um, that's an interesting one because I wasn't prepared to answer that question, but it's a good one to kind of ask ourselves here yep. because there's a couple free agents out there like Malcolm Brogdon. Don't think so um, because of the RFA, but like you've mentioned before, like could it be like a Boyan from Indiana? Could That's... it be a um, Nico? Will it be a Toby? Could maybe DeMarcus Cousins be of good value signing? Yeah. What are you thinking? I was actually going to end up with Boyan, but I feel like he's still my thunder <laughs> a little bit there. Uh, well, I just know you've been mentioning Boyan for quite I think a bit he's gonna the rumors. Get, I think that he's not worth a max contract, but he's yep. going to get paid like between 15 and $20 million. Mm-hmm. And for what he does, that's an awesome value. I yeah. think he's an awesome shooter, good defender. Um, top free agents, though, this upcoming year. Someone that no one talks about. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I like Nico's. Gonna be the gonna be one of those guys. Yeah, because I don't think he resigns with the Milwaukee. But I mean, he could, but I just don't see him resigning with the Bucks. I mean, why not Chris Mid then? 
Do you see him leaving Milwaukee? He could. But do you see him leaving? If Milwaukee's not going to give him a lot of. If <coughs> here's the problem, Milwaukee has Chris Middleton, mm-hmm. Malcolm Brogdon, Nico. Somebody's got to slip. So Nico's most likely to fall out of that group. I don't, uh, you know, disagree mm-hmm. with that, and he rightfully is worse than the other two. So I think they they pick Middleton over Brogdon. They let Brogdon walk to keep Chris Mid. Okay, that's what I think the Bucks are doing. Like even Nikola Vucevic could be a good value. Um, depending on like, cause what with Vusi, what would be his good value with his let this past year? He made 12.7 million. If you can get him under 18 million, that's probably doing pretty good. I think 20 million is about the right number for him. Cause I mean like JJ Reddick's going to be the weird one mm -hmm. that, that for me, he, he's going to be the awesome value because he stays with Philly. He's either staying on a team friendly contract in Philly, which would be an awesome deal for them. Mm -hmm. Or he's going to go get paid again by yeah. another team looking for a sharpshooter for hire. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Jake. Because, like, I'm also looking at, and this is not ones that I'm saying, like, for sure, but, like, with how he's playing in the finals, yep. does Danny Green get a look by a team and they get him for a bargain? Because right now he's only making $10 million this year. He's going to be a free that agent. That seems about like, the right number. It, Danny Green's old. But, like, exactly. Like, could a team get him for less than that? Maybe. Um, is what I'm saying. Like, um, it would be great if he just followed Kawhi around. Like Kawhi's like, I'm going to the Clippers. Kawhi. He'd be like, okay, me too. Like, dude, you didn't get traded here. I know. I know. I just want to be. I just <laughs> just be imagine like, like if Pat Bev stayed and they had Pat Bev and mm-hmm. Danny Green, then Kawhi Leonard. Like that defense is insane. Yeah. Jesus um, Christ. Last but not least, I'll ask you, where does D Rose play next year? Bulls. <laughs> you think we sign him? We're going out on a homer <laughs> note. You D know, Rose to the Bulls. You know what I say? We do with Sean after, not after the draft, after the draft, but maybe. The week, because let me look at the calendar really quick. Yeah. Um, we'll do this here live on Twitch. So I say the draft is the 20th. Yep. We're going to do that. I would say on the 22nd. Yep. So that weekend's podcast. I'm throwing out to you I think, live. I think Jake on the 21st might have been planned. Okay. Um, but one of our segments, I say we do that day. Yeah. Just us three. Sorry, Jake. Um, but just us three. We do what we just did for the draft yeah about their and we potential. do free agents oh so like okay we go down signings? the list and basically like number one kevin durant where's he going i like it and we each give the team basically like to kind of it's another it thing of like you guys did on the primetime podcast too of yeah. like hey we've got these takes let's hold it like that's what this predictions thing can also do is like hold us accountable um yeah. for some of the weird stuff that he yeah. says um but I absolutely couldn't agree more thank you guys for watching on twitch this was a blast yeah um to do it live it flew by too i looked down like holy cow it's 5 30 <laughs> it's very different doing it live than in the individual segments because yep. for me on this side i feel like i have to have my phone going with the how much time because yeah i don't know how much time we spent on each segment no clue um which is weird because I hope we didn't spend too much time. <laughs> hope um, you guys enjoyed it. I hope Jake Jake saying uh, have a good one, guys. See you in a few weeks. Is he'll be on the podcast. If you want to be like Jake <laughs> and join a podcast, patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. Like I like me. I like Bobo. You've got an interesting take on this one. Ricky, you get to be the free agents and Sean and I act as the teams. Ooh. A little bit of role play tossed in there. Basically like Colin Cowherd with the dating game yes. thing. Because I saw that and I yep. love that idea. Um, of course you watch the herd. Mainly because of like the teams. I'm Kawhi Leonard. Oh I just, my god! I thought he was yeah, he, it up. he goes up and and over. 
So yeah. There's the link for our Patreon in chat. That's what I was typing up. Um, if you want to be like Jake, our gold tier is where you can join a podcast each and every month. You're at that, but as low as a dollar, you get the MVP podcast a month early. The June one for Patreon episode three is going to be a good one where Dave and I figure out our, what was it? The Myers-Briggs Correct. personality traits. I want to see how fucked forgot. up we are. I already forgot um, what mine was, but that's going to be June's. So we do that each and every month, exclusive on Patreon, then for everyone the month later. Um, and then our silver tier yep. where you can help pick, help pick what we talk about on the podcast, but not join us. That's the difference from that to the gold tier. But thank you guys for checking us out today. If you're on YouTube, catch us live. We'll have a schedule coming very, very soon because this is something we'd like to do with all of our podcasts very soon. But whether you're watching us live on YouTube or on podcast services around the world, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.